if it's over, it's over. I'm just going to continue just to move on. Uh, I gave myself a time, and I was like, if it's this, this point of the season, uh, it's over. I wanted 57, but CJ got drafted, so they gave 57 to CJ again. So, but it was, it, I was 17 in high school, 17 college, so I wanted 57. I came in, league, couldn't get it. When I came back, I knew for a fact I wanted 57. It's like a little undrafted halo above your head, like, Mm-mm, nah, undrafted, don't, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. Right now, they look at me, they're like, oh, you old. He's like, they ain't play Ray Lewis? Oh, man, dang. Oh, and Ed Reed? I'm like, yes. Oh, Lord. I'm like, man, you guys, y'all don't understand. Welcome into the lounge. Great win in Pittsburgh. You know, I don't like to take credit for things a lot. I'm a super modest guy, mm-hmm. as you well know. But I would have to say my big win that I did last week probably keyed the victory. Yeah, because you never do it. Yeah, so it was rare for you. Well, to- it was an especially big, big. It was a big, big. You know what I mean? It was a good one. Yeah, maybe. I think you... I don't know if it was that much different than any other one, so I'm giving you no credit. <laughs> I'm giving you zero credit. Anyway, that was a great win. Uh, really, that game, though, just probably took two years off my life. You kind of came out of the game feeling a little dirty. I was, like, exhausted. Yeah, yeah. Yelling at the TV at the refs just felt exhausted. Well, Tucker said the same thing when I did the interview with him after the game. I was like, what are the emotions? He's like, to be honest, I'm kind of exhausted right now. Like, that was yeah. just a, a game that took a lot out of you. Yep. Uh, you felt like it was in hand, then all of a sudden it's close, and then all of a sudden you're losing, and then all it's overtime, you have a chance to win. It was just back and forth, and, and um, yeah, I agree. It took some years off our lives. Yeah. Anyway, one of the heroes of that game, and uh, probably the biggest surprise is Josh Bynes, our new well, not really new. Uh, our linebacker who has returned from a previous uh, stay in Baltimore, he's back. And uh, Josh got an interception in the game, so we're going to talk to him this week as he's become a pretty key figure in this Ravens defense. Uh, but before we get to that, we do have a good email. We talked a little bit about pumpkin beers last we did. week. We did. Which is obviously one of our favorite subjects. Yes, and, it, uh, and it's... You said last week you're like it's time, and I, at at that point I was like it's still a little you're hedging warm. a little. This week, oh, no hedge, perfect, no hedge. <laughs> <laughs> so this one comes from Sean Tracy. He says, uh, "Hey guys, huge fan of the podcast. Look forward to the recaps interview each week, and love that you're able to give uh, to use your exclusive asset, access to give us an inside look to the Ravens flock." He said, "I'm super passionate about the Ravens and craft beer. I'm a home brewer." He's I an got, expert, expert on the subject. I become better friends with Sean. <laughs> uh, he says, but I haven't made a pumpkin beer because it would be tough to polish off a five-gallon keg in one to two-month window that is fall beer season. We can help. Yeah. <laughs> We're here to help. We have friends. I can help you out with that. <laughs> uh, he said, a couple of my favorite local Baltimore pump, pumpkin beer, brews that you guys and the fans should try are Heavy Seas Greater Pumpkin. In fact, I like it. Yeah. Good? Yeah. Okay. And Full Tilt's Patterson Pumpkin. Not had that. I gotta give that a try. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like he- I like heavy sea stuff. Yeah, you know I like their gold ale. Gold ale with crabs, very nice. Good uh, pairing in the summer. It's a uh, summer beer though. Um, stay on season here. Said he also loves your pick of the southern tier nitro pumpkin. Pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Uh, but we're only drinking Baltimore beers on Sundays. Keep up the great work, Sean and Beller. Nice. Well, I appreciate the email, Sean. You'll be getting a T-shirt coming your way. That is, for the record, Mink's responsibility. So you got to get the address and get it sent out. So you got to pull your end of the bargain at some point on this podcast. <laughs> so get that done. Pull my end of the bargain. You got to hold it up. You got to hold up Who your do you end. Who comes up with the questions? No, these are just natural questions. I like to have a conversation with the, with this. With that said, uh, let's welcome in our guest, Josh Bynes. A lot in this building is new to you <laughs> since you were last year in 2014. What do you think of the new digs? Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. The buildings has always been great, but uh, inside is <laughs> did a whole revamp. And um, I mean, I thought it was great then, but it's even better now. Well, the lounge, obviously, you know, our little cubby humble, here yeah, our is, is the nicest uh, <laughs> office in the whole place. You, you got to stop by the mini fridge, though. We got a mini fridge. I don't know if you know about that. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> I, I think it's look nice. You know, I just, I've never been on this side of the building. You know, you don't get a chance because we're always doing our thing. But uh, that was the first thing I said. I said, this side is really, really nice. I said, I guess I haven't, you know, I got to explore the building a little bit more. <laughs> so we have a lot to catch up on since you were last year in 2014, like I said. But, uh, but I do want to start with the here and now and, and and the Steelers game, first of all, I mean, just incredible. You were here for, what, four days? Yeah. Four days before you suit up in Heinz Field as a starting Mike linebacker. That's pretty incredible. How how did it all go down? When did you find out that you were going to be starting and what went through your mind first? Um, obviously, you know, I came here, I did a workout, and um, uh, what came Monday, well, not Monday, I'm sorry, Wednesday morning, I signed, uh, you know, the contract to, you know, so I can start practicing and everything like that. Got a playbook that morning and everything. <laughs> so I kind of, you know, was on a, on a whim with a little bit of the stuff, but, you know, we had meetings and things like that. So I was just trying to, uh, you know, just zone in on the, the, the things I do remember and relate something similar to what I was doing when I was here. And um, and luckily enough, some, you know, a lot a good amount of it carried over into the game. And, um, but yeah, I was just, you know, taking it day by day. And uh, and it just, you know, I picked up on you know, stuff relatively um, fast. And, um, and I was just, you know, excited to go out there on Sunday and play. Was there a point where, I don't know if it's Wink or, or Harbaugh, they come to you and they say, you're getting the start. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of just the way, you know, we just practices, uh, just went, okay. um, I never thought of myself any less than, uh, you know, being capable of being a starter in this league. And, um, and I, and I hope and I, that continue, I mean, that's just my mindset has always continued. And, um, and that brought me into this ninth year of my NFL career. Crazy enough to yeah. say that. And, um, <laughs> and, um, it was just, you know, just the the preparation, the process, and things like that. You know, me and LJ, you know, splitting reps and doing this and doing that. And at the same time, they was like, "Well, Josh hasn't been to camp, so we can't give him all the reps," which is you know understandable <laughs> and stuff. But at the same time, you know, even when I'm not in, I'm always taking those mental reps and and paying attention to what's going on, what the other guys are doing. So, you know, when those things pop up in the game, it's not like I never saw it because I didn't specifically practice it. It seemed like after the game talking with you that you were like on cloud nine. I mean, you kind of seem still to be floating. You get you get the, I mean, the second drive, you get the interception. <laughs> like how surreal was that whole day for you? Yeah, it was, it was just, it was crazy. Cause I was just, I, t- I told a couple guys like, man, like just last Sunday, I was out golfing at this time in the morning, I was golfing <laughs> last year, you know, before I caught the games and, you know, just hanging out, you know, uh, with uh, some friends and, and, uh, you know, watch the games, obviously after I go golf, and uh, it, was, it was just crazy that the next Sunday I'm actually back playing on Sundays. But just the stuff I put in through the week, you know, training and um, and just knowing that it's finally, you know, obviously led to Sunday paying off where 
it was times where I was like, you know, asked if, oh, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I can keep going. I'm fine. <laughs> and, you know, that's kind of surprising enough because, you know, you know, I'd miss training camp and stuff like that. So, you know, and the football conditioning part of it is different than, you know, the actual, you know, conditioning, conditioning. We don't know anything working about out. either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a lot, it's a lot different. You can do all the training running in the world, but when you get pads on and the constant change of direction, it's a whole different ball game. So um, it was definitely, you know, it was just incredible on Sunday. Did you think that? At any point, did you think, all right, maybe football is done? Maybe I'm not going to get a, get a call? Maybe I'm yeah, doing a lot I'd, more golfing? I'd be, I'd be a lying if I didn't tell you that didn't creep in my mind. It do, it always does. I mean, it, and you never know when your last year is going to be. But, I'm like, um, I, me and my wife, we talk about things all the time. I always tell her, you know, I'm always just mentally, if it's over, it's over. I'm just going to continue just to move on. Uh, I gave myself a time, and I was like, if it's this, this point of the season, uh, it's over. And I'm not going to sit here and, you know, you know, just because it, it happens. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be sitting here just waiting for that call, and then it doesn't happen. Like, oh, okay, it'll come next year. <laughs> nah, I'm at the point of 30. I already know how the game rolls. they like, you know what, we'll take the younger body any day. So I was just making sure that whenever that time was called, I was just going to be ready regardless. And and until you know until that time comes. How close were you to the deadline? <laughs> no, I wasn't that close yet. It's too early in the season. It's too okay, early. Okay, so what, way what too point, early. What was the point? Can <laughs> no, you share it that? was just way too early in the season. It was. It, I still had things going on that I was getting yeah. ready. To, you know, just the process, business wise, and stuff I want to do um, when I'm done playing um, football. But uh, I, it was just whenever that time comes, you just know. You just had a feeling, and I didn't have that feeling yet. Yeah. And they, and. Um, at least I was getting some calls still from teams even prior to coming back to Baltimore. So at least I knew interest was still there. It's just, you know, obviously interest could be anything, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean until you sign a dotted line. So, you know, I'm grateful to be back here in Baltimore. So when the Ravens called, are you like, holy hell, going like, this is too good to pass up, like going back to Baltimore? <laughs> I, 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 after, you know, once free, free agency happened and everything else played out, I, I knew I wanted to be back here. You know, obviously, you know, things work out the way it works out. NFL is a business, and you can't control that part. That's the part that sucks about it sometimes because it's such a great sport. But it's business involved, and you can't do nothing about it. And, um, you, know, I, you know, I would love them being here a lot sooner than now, but at the end of the day, it gave my body enough time to rest and, <laughs> and heal up from a lot of things it has been been through the last eight years. So uh, I can't complain at all. And, you know, and regardless of how I ended up here now, I'm just glad to be here and I'm just taking advantage of the opportunity. What's going through your mind when you see that ball floating up in the air for the interception? Oh, just like, catch it. That's all. <laughs> just catch it. Oh, Lord, I can't believe it's right here. Just catch it. I ain't care for nothing else. What, oh, some of my guys joke with me. It's like, oh, why didn't you just stop on the sideline? to spin move and, and try to score. I say, man, at that time to think about that. I just want to make sure I caught the ball. And then I knew I was close to out of bounds, so I made sure I just got in bounds, and that was it. Just catch the ball, stay in bounds, and I'm good. <laughs> when you're going through the whole uh, summer and you're kind of waiting for the, the the real call, like you have calls from teams that say, like, hey, you know, if something happens, we'd be interested. But like you said, it's not, it's not a deal until it's a deal. Is it hard to stay motivated to go and work out every day because you're hoping for that call, but on the flip side, like you truly don't know. Yeah, it's. I want to say, it's just some days get challenging when you're working out because now you're working out, you're doing all these position drills, you're doing this, you're doing conditioning, you're running, you're running, but then sometimes get redundant, especially at a time where you a lot of the guys you train with, they are they are on teams and then they're gone doing their thing, you're home and you're like, dang, I know I deserve to be on a team somewhere, just. So, you know, just the process gets a little redundant. So, luckily, my trainer, she's she's a little bit patient with me. She's like, I know you want to be somewhere right now, but let's work. We're going to be here. We're going to work. And I was like, I know. I just got to vent for a second. I got to be mad, frustrated, <laughs> you know, maybe cuss a little bit here and there. And be like, all right, all right, I'm good now. I can go ahead and get my work in. 
So I, I'd be lying if I didn't say it was some days were challenging the others, but you know, but once I'm I'm getting going, I'm in it, I'm in it. I put my headphones on and I jam my music and I'm 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 rolling, lifting, working out, and making sure I'm ready when that time's come. Obviously, it paid off. The Ravens said you were you know in great shape when they got here. When you got here, so let's go backwards uh, a yeah. little bit. This is obviously your your second time here. Uh, is it strange to look around the locker room? There's only a handful of guys left. I mean, I see you over there chopping it up with Jimmy Smith today, and I'm like, that's one of the few guys that yeah. you probably truly know on this team. Yeah, I mean, me and ironically enough, me, Jimmy, and McPhee, all of us came in 2011. So, um, you know, we all, like, you know, remember how it was when we was here and what it's been like, you know, other places, uh, well, at least me and McPhee, other places and stuff like that. But it's just it's it's just a whirlwind. Like, we was those young pups in the locker room trying to, you know, figure this whole thing out and da-da-da-da-da-da. Now we're the veterans. They're like, dang, like, you know, where, you know, your body, you have these injuries, that injuries. Like, why well, you take care of yourself? It's just we're on the flip side of things, and it's crazy how that time, like, truly, like, flies, you know? Mm-hmm. What is it like when you leave Baltimore? Is it, uh, you know, sobering? Do you do you look back at Baltimore and say, man, it was really nice there, you know? Every team, you know, has their you know pros and cons. I couldn't say I didn't. I, I loved all the teams I, were, I was at. Detroit was amazing to me as well. I finally got a true, like, real. I mean, I got an opportunity to start here, but I also got a ton of starter started. Yeah, there. yeah, starter started there. Played a line 14, started in 15, and then I was hurt, hurt the first part of 16, but started the rest of the 16 as well. So I definitely got an opportunity to, you know, put myself out there even more in Detroit. And I'm grateful for Detroit. Uh, Jim Caldwell was a hell of a coach. I love playing for Jim Caldwell. I can never, you know, um, you know, he's just, he's definitely, you know what I mean? Great so guy. you got Harbs, you know, really great coach. And then you go Jim Caldwell's great coach. And I had Bruce Aarons, a really good coach. And, you know, unfortunately last year we had the year we had with Wilkes and stuff like that. So that was a different kind of year. Yeah, uh, you know, which wasn't the season we wish we would have had, but at the same time, I, you know, every every team has the ups and downs. But you know, when you have those good memories at places like Detroit and there's uh, and I'm here and uh, Baltimore, it's just you know, it's always more than welcome. You know, you just want to be back. Right? You you mentioned the locker room and feeling like you're you know one of the old heads in there now. <laughs> How different does a locker room this locker room feel compared to I know the players are different but I just feel like there's a different Ryan and I talk about this often like it's a social media era guys are on their phones it's a young locker room like it's it's young yeah and you look around and it just feels different like I remember when I came here in 2011 and you look around and you have Ray and Ed and Haloti and Anquan and like Suggs and major star power (laughs) guys who you knew were going to the Hall of Fame and it just feels like a different locker locker room it's a young it's a social media generation like do you sense that when you sit in there yeah definitely These young boys so golf fields on your phone is playing <laughs> it, you know, just, i'm like man like you know i get on my phone text my wife and stuff you know they on instagram they doing this doing that i'm like y'all is diff- they're just different you know and, but i you know i just brings you know I, i'm not gonna say it it just makes me sound old talking about it like that but, you know but it's I'm okay with it, but I get on, you know i do my social media thing i get on there once in a while but i'm not like everyday posting or anything like that's not me i'm not that kind of guy i'm just more <laughs> into the real thing that's going on for the most part but uh it's during, definitely different different during, phases of the millennials like well, i don't even know they're millennials what well, this younger generation yeah. i don't even know Gen Z's. They, yeah, they, <laughs> Z's. Yeah, they, they ain't in millennials they own something else so but it's, it's definitely good you know uh you know a change from what it was like but they also appreciate the guys like you know me who know what it's like playing this league that long and the knowledge and and just talking to them about certain things because at the end of the day all that face i'm sorry social media stuff fades out and it's about you know what we can do out here on this field and that's that's what it's about at the end of the day 
Mm-hmm. Back during the Super Bowl era, we used to use carrier pigeons. <laughs> yeah, we were just taking pictures, you know, with regular pigeons. Now videos. I, wish, I mean, I wouldn't think about none of that back in, in Super Bowl. I wish I would have thought about all the things. I got like a thousand pictures in my phone, but not many videos. So that would have been great during that time to have, you know, the Instagram video uh-huh. live and all that stuff. Uh-huh. I still <laughs> have like a fuzzy picture of me holding the Lombardi Chirpy. Like, yeah. hey, the, the keep it, though. Don't you remember yeah. that? It's worth it, shoe. <laughs> it might be a little blurry, but it's me. <laughs> well, we got to talk about the Super Bowl. I mean, and, and that whole that whole run just yeah. how how often do you find yourself looking back on that have you polished off the ring at, at any <laughs> point uh you know and, and being the guy who made the last tackle yeah. that's a pretty special yeah. honor to have yeah. how do you look back on that uh, I, I, I look on it like it's just kind of hard to I guess as a time going on a career to sit here and like reminisce that often I don't I don't really I reminisce, I guess, if people like ask or like I'm in off season, friends, neighbors, they ask and stuff like I talk about it like that. But when I'm in the game, like I don't I just just take it for whatever I'm doing now. I just take it for the wherever's going in the moment and just keep running with it. Like uh, uh, I guess uh, I think a reporter asked me earlier today or yesterday where it was like, um, you know, in the game, was it like, a, you know, was it like surreal? And I was like, I'm thinking to myself like, nah, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just trying to be just calm and just think about the little things and my keys, my reads and the basic stuff that, you know, I know about football. And then after that, just now I'm playing the game, like what the offense are trying to do, how they are trying to attack us. What are their things of the day? Their things they're trying to do uh, to the, us scheme wise and stuff like that. So I was just trying to hone on those little things and it ain't really full circle to me until probably after the game when I was like, Oh dang, like, you know, it was my first game, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it still it's just, you know, when I talked to my family, that was when it was really that, you know what I mean? But other than that, I'm, I'm more in the moment. I'm, my wife calls me serious because I'm really focused. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like that. I'm really zoned into it. So I'm always looking forward to, you know, doing better and doing the next thing. Can you run us through the, uh, not a kickoff, but a, a free kick. Can you run us through that play in your head? Like, can you still imagine you see yourself running down and what you saw in that play in the last tackle? Oh tackles? man, yeah. So I'm running down the field and uh, and uh, and at the same time you're not trying to like you're running down, but you're not trying to run full speed because at the same time you're trying to be patient enough to make sure you can come back and make a t- tackle. And I and if I'm not mistaken, uh, a hitable came and he collided with somebody and he missed the tackle. And uh, luckily, I had a blocker on me, and I just swimmed over him, and I got over, and then all of a sudden, I just made sure I grabbed him, hold on him, and I just slung him down, threw him down to the ground. I was just, I was excited. As soon as I grabbed, him, I knew it was like pretty much gonna be over it, right. and I just couldn't wait. And I, <laughs> I definitely remember the scream afterwards because it was just <laughs> like it was done. Like you know, we won the Super Bowl, right. and uh, definitely wanted to, you know, the it's like there. I won a in a college championship as well, and I thought that was the greatest moment. But I honestly, won the Super Bowl. Because uh, the the stuff you go through in camp, where the season where guys you're up down and you go through all these moments. Hell, I broke my back earlier in that year right. in camp, and you know come back and playing. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we got to need you to start for a few games. Then you know I'm back to special teams, but at the same time it was just like you know it was, it was just a lot of hard work and a lot of effort and and things you can't you know. The stuff you go through in college is not as much as what it takes to get to a Super Bowl, and that's why that's one of the, the top things ever in my life. I remember watching it from the press box, and Ted Ging gets that ball and that free kick, and you're oh, just like, oh, hell no. You're yeah. like, no, no. And then yeah, he's so fast. Seconds, I'm like, somebody get that, dude. Yes, well, he's so fast. Well, and, like, 
If you didn't get him, he had some room. He did. No. Well, Sam like, Cook like, was like right behind him. Yeah, like <laughs> if, well, if, Sam <laughs> Cook's about ready to make that. <laughs> yeah, he's fast. I mean, I've I've been on. I played against him when he was at the Panthers when they came here mm-hmm. in two thousand preseason, mm-hmm. okay, and he okay. took a ki- a punt run and ran into the house. Right, you remember? Right, I, right, 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 that right, was right, in preseason. Right. I was like, God, leave, man. This dude was fast. <laughs> so then, ironically, we see him again in the uh, Super Bowl, right. and I was like, I'm not running full speed down this field. <laughs> you know, dang on well, he's faster than everyone. One of us on this field, as long as I'm in a position enough to make a tackle on them, and uh, I'm grateful to make that tackle. And what people forget too is, like you said, I mean, you started games that year when Ray got hurt. I mean, yeah. you kind of stemmed the tide when Ray went out with his injury, which was yeah. really, really big. I mean, you're replacing Ray Lewis. Know, That's right? not a small job. That's kind of kind of crazy. You, you tell young guys that they right now they look at me, they die. Oh, you old? You like they ain't play Ray Lewis? Oh man! Dang. <laughs> Oh, and Ed Reed. I'm like, yes. Oh, Lord. I'm like, man, you guys, y'all don't understand. It's a legends. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they they like, but yeah, but they old. You old. They old too. I'm like, man, I'm only nine years. I'm just turned 32 months ago. Get out of here. How many old jokes have you gotten since you uh, Just back? a couple. But then, but the other teams like in Arizona, because I was, in Arizona, I was year seven and eight. So the most of the guys were at least three years and under. So they was like, hey, how long you been? Seven, eight. It was like, man, you older. I'm like, seven? I'm only 28. Like, <laughs> right, come on. Like, I'm not old. But, you know, <laughs> they just look at the years and they're like, dang, you know, you've been in for a while because they know it's, it's pretty hard to get in the league this this long. Right. You, I've, obviously, since I've been here, we had guys come in and uh, made the roster. And then, you know, uh, and then that was it, you know, and um I, I was on practice squad rookie year, and you know, we, had Laquan, we had Laquan Williams, who was undrafted, made the roster, yep. and he only did, what, the one or two. Chavis Williams, he was on practice squad, played, and he was up the rest of the season, yep. played that one year, and that was it for him when I came here. Um, yeah, I mean, I can think about a lot of guys who had that one or in two years, and that was it. Tanner Doss, he did, what, yep. two, yeah, maybe? Yeah, he was a fourth-round pick. Fourth-round pick, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. And, um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it could go, it's crazy how you be in, and all of a sudden, in a couple of years go by, like, one guy going, two guys, and then you're like, dang, I'm, I'm really instilled, and right. just keep on trying to make a career out it's of it. It's a testament to you. I mean, yeah. coming undrafted out of Auburn for a linebacker to, to last this long, to play this long in career, that's a, that's a testament to you. Yeah, what would you sure. say to people about how, how you can – do that how you can make a, a long career out of this uh just adversity um i've been through a lot of adversity um, being in the nfl you know not being drafted to being cut because i'm undrafted hmm. uh being denied uh, opportunity not denied opportunities but given uh you know not looked upon to make you know uh take advantage of those opportunities because you're undrafted it's like a little undrafted halo above your head like Mm-mm, nah not drafted don't don't worry about it <laughs> you know what i mean like it's just it's crazy, but it's it's being serious. I'm being yeah. serious. How coaches, some coaches look at it like, oh, undrafted. Mm-mm, nah, that's the reason why he's undrafted. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you know, you know, it doesn't mean he's not a great player. He does. He hasn't had those capabilities. He just was, you know, maybe didn't have the numbers. And I know I'm for a fact. I didn't have the numbers. I'm not the fastest guy in the world, or this and this and that. But one thing about one thing you can't coach in this league is football. And when you, you know, that's that's the thing that's been um, powering me for the longest. But you got those guys like the Butler for, what's his, the first name? I can't remember. Butler for the Patriots. Now is at the Titans. Um, the corner. He was undrafted. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, made you know what I mean? Yeah, Malcolm, exactly. Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler. Yep, uh, yep. But I, I mean, I could name a thousand undrafted guys. Yeah. I mean, we got undrafted guys on the team. Uh, A.J. Bouye for the corner for the mm-hmm. Jaguars. Not Jaguars, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I mean, you can think about a ton of undrafted guys who's made, you know, a ton of money and put themselves in great position just because all they needed was our opportunity and and unfortunately over the last eight years well this year's nine years I've had opportunities and I'm just you know continually running with it well you mentioned your in 2012 the back injury yeah. was that 
remind me, was that like a career threatening deal? I remember that being fairly serious at the time. Yeah, I, um, I had um, broke my transverse processors, like two on left, three on right, some crazy number on right and left side. So um, it was weird because I couldn't like move my left leg. I believe it was. I mean, I kind of remember kinda, seeing yeah, you walk yeah, around, yeah. like mm-hmm. you know, you could. Yeah, you, you it was. Man, yeah, it was. It was. At first, I just thought it was nothing serious, but then I laid on that table and they put ice on me. And it was like, nah, it was over for them. So they thought it was something else. And I was like, I didn't know what it was. I was in tears because I was in so much pain. So then they rushed me to the hospital. And um, they were trying to give me pain meds. I didn't want any. I just sucked it up and was on pain all the way to the hospital. Mm. And I uh, finally did MRIs and x-rays on stuff. And they was like, nah, you know, we thought it was like a you know liver or whatever, ruptured spleen, whatever. Okay, some crazy stuff. And they was like, nah, you actually... Oh, you kind of broke your back. And I was like, what? I did what? Oh, man. So that's why I couldn't like sit up. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't turn. I couldn't do anything. I always needed help to do stuff. So yeah, the first couple of weeks of it was it was brutal because I couldn't literally. Uh, my wife, well, then fiance at the time was uh, lucky enough. She was here. So she helped me. You know, I had, I had a little a big old jug from the hospital, you know, because I couldn't make it out of bed to pee. Because <laughs> I, I couldn't turn over. Right. I couldn't turn over. So I had to like, ah, just turn to the side and try to pee on the side of the bed. I know it's too much information. But, it's a PG but, podcast but I'm sorry. Here. I'm sorry. But it was just that, it was just that hard. I mean, it was the back injury. I mean, I would yeah. never put that on anybody. It was that difficult to move. You don't realize that. And it was it was tough. But um, over time, got you know heal from it and and be able to come back and play that season and like and obviously we won a Super Bowl that same season yeah, that's crazy that's just true. think that you were <laughs> peeing off the side of the bed and then starting for Ray Lewis a few months later <laughs> don't yeah, act like just, you ain't done that <laughs> Garrett uh, I'm looking at you I am you. not I am not I'm looking at you yeah so it's, it's just a surreal year that year was crazy and just this whole process just you know this whole thing now going into this ninth year has just been it's been insane and I'm just happy to be here one yeah. thing that I, I think is crazy is how your career here is kind of linked to CJ Mosley. I mean, he came, he got drafted, first round pick, true, and they're though. like, "All right, here's the first round pick. He's going to be the starter." Josh, sorry, man, you know, see ya. Yeah, right? yeah and, pretty much. And, right, and then and then CJ signs this off season, and lo and behold, we need you back. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy enough, but uh, it is what it is. You know, I love CJ to death. And uh, he's done an amazing job, and uh, it's just it's just crazy, you know. And then everybody see, like, got fifty seven. It was fifty six right. last year, but I was like, I wanted fifty seven, but CJ got drafted, so they gave fifty seven to CJ again. So here we go with CJ again, right? <laughs> so, but it was, it, I was seventeen in high school, seventeen in college, so I wanted fifty seven. I came in the league, couldn't get it, but when I left, I knew I wanted fifty seven, so I had it in Detroit and Arizona. Right. So when I came back, I knew for a fact I wanted fifty seven. Nice, and, uh, and I'm, I love that number and. You know, I appreciate it. Thank good you. history. Thank you, good. CJ-ish. Yeah. <laughs> good history, Juice. CJ. <laughs> yes, yeah. of course. OJ. I like it. Well, now you can make the last cycle in this year's Super Bowl. Yeah, I hope so. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a tradition. It's a good I like tradition. It. I love that. All right. Well, Josh, thank you for joining <laughs> yeah, us. Well, yeah. I really appreciate it. it. Thank you. All right. Well, one great guy, Josh Bynes. Uh, just really glad to have him back. Uh, good player. Great guy. And, you know, it's funny, man. It's just – it has the feeling of the Super Bowl year around here. You get McPhee back. You get Bynes back. Who else can we bring back? Well, the day that we signed Bynes, you also had Ed Reed in the building. Right. It just had, a, like, a, a reunion feel. It's like one of those games where, like, you bring back a bunch of guys from a certain team. It just kind of had this? that feel. How about this a little fun exercise? If you could bring back one other guy from the Super Bowl that's no longer here, Ooh. you could bring him back right now, and he's suiting up Sunday against the Bengals, who's he going to be? That's a great question. Uh, Terrell Suggs? <laughs> that would be useful. <laughs> I mean, he's a guy that's still playing from that team. It's true. Uh, yeah, and, right, right now, yeah. And you could use him. Yeah. I mean, we just say Ray Lewis? 
You know what I mean? Like right. Ed Reed. Totally not to look for Ed Reed. When I saw him back in the building, I said. Ed Reed could probably suit up right now. He looks like he's in great shape. (laughs) Haloti now looks like he's still in pretty good shape, too. I mean, I I seriously think Haloti could... Haloti could play a game for sure. He just... Like, if it was a one-game season, Haloti could do it and and do it pretty well. But as he talked about when he was here and he was on the podcast, he couldn't sign up for 16 of those things. So (laughs) that's a tough, tough job. Um, So, yeah, it was was fun catching up with Josh. Um, Let's just talk real quick about this team, where they are. I mean, this game against the Bengals, this is a game that the Ravens obviously should win. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were bringing it up to the point when we were talking earlier that you think this could kind of be a, a get-right game. Yes, yeah, exactly. This is a tune-up game. It's a tune-up game, I think I said. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you leave Pittsburgh obviously feeling great anytime you win in Pittsburgh in that environment. I don't care who's at quarterback for them. You feel awesome. Uh, you're first place in the division, but there's no bones about it. The offense had some up and downs, you know, periods in that game. Yeah, three turnovers. The, right. The defense was giving up yards and touch touchdown, I think, to their third-string quarterback, Devlin right. Hodges. Right. Um, so, you know, you don't come out of it feeling like you played great. You feel good that you got to win. This is a game where I think the Ravens could kind of put it together, get back on defense, get some turnovers, a couple turnovers, some sacks, get the pass right rush on track a little bit offensively you know, get back to where they were in that Miami, Arizona. I'm not saying they're going to put up that many points as they did in Miami, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, they've just been a little bit off. You know, I'm not worried about the offense in general, but just from some overthrows, now turnovers, giving up more sacks, you know, the the, the run game has been a little hit or miss in terms of the running backs, um, you know, bottled up at times a little bit. So I think this game presents an opportunity to kind of get the confidence back Get a win, be feeling really good going into a big game and, and what's going to be a very tough game in Seattle the week following. Yeah. Obviously, though, you can't overlook the Bengals because it's an AFC North opponent and you never know when they can jump up and bite you. Yeah, you can't, you obviously can't overlook the Bengals. Um, I think I totally agree with you. I think getting the running game on track is pretty big for this offense. And I think this could be a, a big week for it. The Bengals have the 31st ranked rush defense. Uh, a lot of that's because teams are up big and then they're running the ball against them late in, in late <laughs> games. <laughs> but the Ravens should be able to run the ball with Ingram and Gus. Um, and short, just basically in the second half of this game, I think it should be Ingram right, Gus left, and be able to kind of put the game away and have success there. Um, win by a couple of scores. Double-digit victory, I think. I mean, it sounds like we're overlooking them, but I'm just speaking from the standpoint of, I, I've said this before, if we think the Ravens are a playoff team, which I do, you've got to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. And the Bengals are... They're 0-5 at your place. I mean. 0-5 at your place, and they're one of the they're one of the worst teams in the league. So you yes. got to beat them. Yes, oh, absolutely. I mean, they also... Andy Dalton uh, has been sacked, I think, 20, 21 times. Two quarterbacks have been sacked more often than Andy Dalton. So yeah. if it's the pass rush's time to kind of get right, this is it. The other thing, too, is after this game, schedule obviously toughens up. you got to go to Seattle... Russell New, Wilson's New putting together yeah. an MVP type season. Then it's the bye. Then home New England. We all know what that game is going to be. So and then I think what it's Bengals Texans. Yeah, I, I'd have to look back yeah. at the schedule. But those next two, I mean, you got to get to you got to get to four and two before you go to two really difficult games. And then the Browns obviously lose on Monday night. So now you're back on first in first place in the division. They've got a tough stretch too. Also facing the Seahawks Patriots back to back. But then their see their schedule gets really really light. soft. Yeah. It gets really light, and so you want to be able to maybe build up an early lead here before they get can rattle off some wins late in the season. I, I do think this is still going to go down to the wire. 
between it certainly the, could, yeah. the Ravens and the Browns. I, I don't think that anybody's necessarily is going to separate. But, you know, the Ravens have the talent to do so. But obviously, you lost, they lost to the Browns. So, you know, you don't, you don't feel great about that. Um, but, you know, the 49ers game now for the Ravens is looking like a tougher game. They look really good. So yeah, Bills Ra- is not a gimme. Bills is not going to be. No, I mean, that could be for a wild card spot, potentially. You know, they're in the wild card mix, certainly, the Bills are. Um, but the Ravens, I think, have the talent to take care of business on their end, as John Harbaugh said this week. And uh, it starts this Sunday at M&T Bank Stadium with the Cincinnati Bengals. Make sure you get to the game. This is going to be a f- good weather game. Yeah. Probably have a good chance of seeing a win. This is a game folks should come out for. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, there are a few tickets that are still left for this game. We were actually uh, waiving fees on Ticketmaster. So That's if you're nice, trying to, those fees can get aggressive. Yeah, so go ahead and take advantage of that. Uh, it's a limited time deal, so don't wait around until Sunday morning and say, oh, maybe we'll go to the game. Get that done um, and make sure you get your tickets and see a good game on Sunday. Cool. Well, we'll be back next week. As always, you can reach us at the Raven at Oh, well, the, do you the, even know the, the emails? <laughs> well, I'm trying to throw them up the sensor. I don't have to send any more t-shirts. <laughs> you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net and get ready for a big win. Oh, mix it up with the bagels. <laughs> <laughs>